Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. I couldn't think of a better way to start off Hardline. Thank you, John Simon. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy. Brenda, good morning. Good morning, Joe. And John Simon, thank you. Well played. Love it. I'm a big Seinfeld girl as well. Oh, Seinfeld, I was talking to Randy. Seinfeld and Frasier. Those are the first two sitcoms that my parents let me stay up late for, right? Because when you're eight years old, Nine o'clock is pretty late. Oh, yeah. And Seinfeld came on at nine o'clock. Frasier followed at nine thirty on the original Must See Thursday. Yes, yes. Now, as a young guy, did you get Seinfeld humor when you were that young? Certain things. I got the stupid stuff, which I guess you could say is the entire show. <laughs> but there's stuff now that obviously when they were new, I didn't understand the reference. But like younger me loved the Serenity Now episode. But that's still one of my favorite episodes. But the dealership episode probably is now my favorite post-fifth season episode. Right. It's very difficult to pinpoint one or the other. You know what show I got turned on to much after its run was Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, great show. I love that show. And I'll watch it now on TV land just to relax for a few minutes, watch it. It's always funny. It's always well acted. And Seinfeld, too. I can't flip around and not stop if I see a Seinfeld episode. Seinfeld and Columbo, for me, (laughs) um, are two shows I have literally every episode on DVD. Seinfeld streams on Hulu commercial-free. But if it's on TV, I stop and watch it. You stop and watch. Sandy Beach says he does the same thing. Yes. I have access to every episode, but I'll still watch it with commercials if it's on TV. The other show for me like that is the Andy Griffith show and the Mary Tyler Moore show. I've always loved Mary Tyler Moore. It's a little before my time, Brenda. Well well worth watching, Joe. Thanks for the reference. (laughs) (laughs) I like Columbo. Uh, Like I said, it has to be the first seven seasons of Columbo. It had to be way before your time. Well, yeah. But well, like the so ones, Mary Tyler Moore, you know, yeah. check it out. Well, here's the thing. Here's how I got into Columbo. My babysitter in Hornell, New York, <laughs> Ruthie, would watch Columbo every morning. I think it used to be on USA or A and E. That they, sounds right. It would be Columbo and Matlock. And so every morning in the summer, I would watch Columbo and Matlock. Matlock didn't stick, but Columbo did. Did she come in wearing a little trench coat to watch you? (laughs) That's right. But the the Columbo after, like the ones that were new episodes in the 90s when I was watching a lot of TV, those episodes compared to the 70 ones, just not Um, there. They were very forced. Yes, not the same at all. And then there was a Mrs. Columbo show with Kate Mulgrew, which really didn't do it for me either. No, the, the, uh, the episodes that actually made it to air on TV are on YouTube now, and I've watched the pilot. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Kate Mulgrew, by the way, is tremendous, and Orange is the New Black. That's another one I haven't gotten into. Gotta watch that. Uh, It's the last season, by the way. The Netflix show that uh, I really liked was Dead to Me, and I watched, I think we watched it in less than two weeks, and I can't wait till next summer just for that show. I was so happy that they were bringing it back. That that show, I um, actually turned Susan Rose onto it, and she watched the first couple episodes and was hooked. 
I dare you to not watch it or not get hooked. Oh, no. It's just that good. And Lauren from Boy Meets World is in that show. And right now, we're binge-watching Boy Meets World, and we're on those episodes where Lauren broke up Corey and Topanga. I never watched that one. TGIF in the late 90s? Come on. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Boy Meets World. Before my time, Step by step. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, my goodness. What are we turning Hardline into? Well, you know what? Speaking of things that don't stick, or maybe they do, we're talking about NY27. It seems like we've been talking NY27 for the last two years. Doesn't it, though? It just doesn't go away. This time last year, I was doing a show on NY27, which is true, by the way. Um, But it's back in the news. Last week, we had the privilege of having Nate McMurray in studio. It looks like he will get the Democrat nod, right? It doesn't be very look, surprised if he didn't. He made a great run if in, in this district as a Democrat last year. It doesn't look like anyone's going to bring him on. Now, I think it's going to be more difficult for him to bring in that outside money in a presidential year. And again, I like Nate a lot. Um, I, I, I think policy-wise, we have a lot of disagreements. But I like that Nate came in here, would take the questions, was on here the very next day. He doesn't shy away from the media. Um, but I think... You know, Nate- you know what, Joe? And why should he? Oh, no. I mean, that's what I... And I, I think- don't understand some of these candidates who don't want to come in here or, or at least be interviewed. Or if serving you're politicians. Yourself, right. If you're going to put yourself out there, let's talk. But, you know, I think Nate is too focused on running against Chris Collins. And now we see this is going to be a big Republican field that I don't think personally Chris Collins can last. I don't think he can survive. Now, I still think Chris Jacobs is the strongest candidate of those announced. But the more people that join this NY27 battle, I think it's more bad news if Chris Collins really thinks he's going to run again. I think it's going to be a very difficult primary for someone. And I I say this as someone who hasn't interviewed Chris Collins directly, but as someone who is perceived as unlikable to begin with, I think the more names that get thrown into this primary, the less likely it's going to be Collins versus McMurray. Probably so. And yesterday, Rob Orr declared his candidacy for NY27, making the uh, Republican contenders even more crowded. Um, So it'll be interesting too, Joe, because I wonder, you know, Rob Orr was quoted as saying that he has a unique brand. And I'd like to know what people think his brand is. Uh, 803-0930 or give us, uh, give us a quick call or text us at star 930. So, yeah, Rob was quoted as saying, we're going to tell our story. I think we have a unique brand here. And if you look at where this district is, sort of the fluidity, it's a wide open race right now. I think it's a critical time for the president. He's going to be up for reelection, and, and he certainly needs allies in Congress. I mean, anybody could have said that as a Republican running for this seat. So really, what is Rob Ort's unique brand? Love to know what you think about that. Yeah, 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone. Shoot us a text at 3930. When we come back, we will play clips from his double press conferences, one in Lockport, one in Batavia yesterday. We'll also play back his Facebook video, but we'd love to hear from you. We're talking Rob Ort. He's new into NY27 and just your general thoughts on NY27 and expanding Republican field. What do you think? And is it time for Chris Chris Collins to say, you know what? I'm going to deal with my legal issues. If I want to get back into politics, once I get these done, then I will. And not 
what's what's the word I'm looking for? Not go through this process. Because again, I don't think Chris Collins will win a primary in NY27. I'd love to know what you have to say. Can't wait to hear it. All right. Hardline will be back after this. And welcome back to Hardline on this Sunday and uh, August 18th already. Can you believe how fast the summer is flying and what a great summer it's been? Brenda Alacy along with Joe Beamer here uh, hosting Hardline this week. Always, always a pleasure to be here and talk politics uh, for two hours, local, state, national, you name it. We're going to talk politics. And we started the show by talking about Rob Ort declaring his candidacy for New York 27. And Joe, there's a lot of other stuff going on as well. In fact, Mickey Kearns, uh, Erie County Clerk, uh, garnering some national attention about his immigrant license lawsuit. Uh, you probably heard about that as well, being picked up by the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, all running stories about Kern's federal lawsuit uh, against uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo. So that's uh, not going away anytime soon either. No, Mickey Kearns was on Fox News. I believe Tucker Carlson tonight, he made an appearance. And here's the thing about Mickey Kearns. I mean, he is going after the uh, the governor, but don't forget, just two years ago, Mickey Kearns was a Democrat. Right. So here's a guy, I, I think the definition of moderate, who is saying, hey, this is something I really believe in. Well, Mickey has really stuck to his guns throughout this whole thing. There's no question about it. And it, it puts him in a very difficult position because he doesn't know, you know, whether this is going to force civil servants like him and others who are in government to commit multiple federal crimes, such as inducing aliens to remain in the United States illegally. So we'll see what happens with this suit. But um, yeah, more to come for sure on that. And obviously, Joe, the other thing in the news this week that played a prominent role was the um, uh, the story about Rashida Tlaib not going to Israel. And uh, there was a lot of talk about her visiting her 99-year-old grandmother, who was a Palestinian, and then she was barred, then she was allowed to go in. And she said, nope, no. No going if uh, conditions are being held over my head. So we'll see what happens in that situation. That, too, uh, just inflamed the rhetoric between the president and the squad. Oh, yeah, for sure. And did you see the president at his rally in New Hampshire? Yes, I saw part of it. I was on, Now, I was on the elliptical at LA Fitness when he <laughs> said this, and I almost fell off laughing. That's just my sense of humor. But here is, there were protesters getting kicked out of the New Hampshire pro, uh, primary, New Hampshire rally. And here is what the president said. That guy's got a serious weight problem. Oh Go my home, God. start exercising. <laughs> now, did you see what came of this? The guy he was talking to wasn't the protester getting kicked out. It was a supporter that was ripping the sign out of the protester's hand. The president called the guy on his flight back to New Jersey from New Hampshire. And uh, the supporter said, hey, he still loves him. And pat his belly and go, yeah, I could probably lose a few pounds. I'm not sure the president should be throwing shade at anybody who's a little overweight. But, but I'll tell you, as someone who's been to a few Trump rallies, there is nothing like a Trump rally. And that's kind of the thing that's that's a shame about being in a a uh, all blue state is you don't you're not going to get any of that of the general election buzz cuz our electoral votes are already going right. to a candidate but back on NY27 
Rob Orr uh, uh, launched his campaign yesterday with two press conferences and a Facebook video. Brenda, I think now is a perfect time to play that Facebook video. This was his first campaign advertisement released on Facebook yesterday. September 11th, 2001. America faced the biggest threat in modern history. But we're New Yorkers. We stand up. We take action. I enlisted in the Army National Guard shipped off to Afghanistan, and went to war. I served an Operation Enduring Freedom as a combat mentor and led as an executive officer. I came home with the resolve that I could never stop fighting for our way of life against all foes, foreign and domestic. So as we faced the illegal immigration crisis, I was there with my unit to secure our southern border. Service to my country didn't stop when I took my uniform off. I signed up for a new mission, to serve the people of North Tonawanda as their mayor. As the chief executive, I made tough decisions and implemented conservative reforms. I saw firsthand what community means, that we have to fight hard to get things done for our families and our way of life. In the New York State Senate, I stood up to the progressive, liberal agenda and even took on my own party. I held the line on taxes and spending. I fought for our veterans and our farmers. America has won our greatest battles, overcome our fiercest threats, by having the spine to stick to our core beliefs. Some people want to go to Washington and bring everybody to the table. I want to flip the table over. It's time we had some reliable, conservative leadership in Washington. I'm Rob Ort. I'm running for Congress. So that is Rob Ort's first official campaign advertisement. He will run along with Chris Jacobs. For now, we assume Chris Collins and Beth Perlato. Is it who you're thinking? I of? always forget yeah. the last one. Beth no offense, Perlato, who, no offense, Beth. It's just I'm not as familiar with the name as the other uh, the and, other on the and list. Beth is an attorney and a Fox commentator. Often you'll see her on Fox Joe, um, Fox News. Uh, she's an attorney from Darien, New York, and a very conservative uh, Republican, from what I've heard. I've heard her speak a few times um, in different forms, and uh, she's definitely falls under the conservative category. And obviously, we're hoping to get all of the candidates on Hardline um, in the upcoming months as the primary heats up for NY27. But it, it's it's finally, Brenda, everything we were promised last year. Remember, right. we were promised all these different candidates and it ended up just being Chris Collins, who did eke out a victory against Nate McMurray. Uh, that wouldn't have happened in any other district. Yes. I mean, Chris Collins is, is lucky to be there. And now you have three candidates that, as far as I know, aren't under indictment running against them. <laughs> I, I'd, love to, I'd love to get inside Chris Collins's head. And obviously, the invite's out there, uh, Congressman. You can have all two hours if you want. Um, what is he thinking now? Because... This is me. Now, I've never been under indictment. Hopefully never will be. Um, but if I had all those charges, that would be number one on my list. Of course. And I now, mean, it's got to be hanging over your head at every moment of the day. And now I see all these people like Chris Jacobs, who has money to work with in the campaign. Um, you know, they're going to start coming after me. I would say, you know what? It's just time to back off. Mm -hmm. Right. I hold, he holds no seats in Congress. He's been kicked off everything. 
the president doesn't want to work much with him, right, especially in an election year. Like, what is he what really can Chris Collins do for this district? If he really cares about this district, you would think he would just bow out, say, hey, this is it. You know, I have stuff going. I have stuff to take care of. Clearly. And, and as you say, Joe, he was I know you meant he was kicked off of all committees and committees, he still, of yes. course, is in Congress. But uh, really not really somebody who can wield much power nowadays. And is he holding on to that seat? to perhaps use it as a negotiating tool for getting his son off the hook or maybe the son's prospective father-in-law off the hook. Uh, That's the speculation. So we'll see what happens with Chris Collins. But he really, you know, you talk about a paper tiger at this point. What can he do? So even though he says he's still close to the president and has the president's ear, I have a lot of doubt about whether he has any juice in Congress at all. Yeah, and I'd love to hear the uh, the three candidates announced on the Republican side uh, what they're planning if he does throw his hat and joins the primary, what they're thinking um, going after Chris Collins. And again, like I said, Chris Collins, you know, when he did have those committee seats, all right, brought a lot for the district. But on top of not having any clout, as you say in Congress, like we said in the first segment, he just comes across as a very not likable person. Yeah, you know? he certainly has an air of arrogance about him. And that's never really changed. I thought he was like that when he was Erie County executive as well. Uh, I think getting into the president's ear, being the first person to really support him nationally, has made Collins even more arrogant. He's got a lot of hubris and it comes across that way. The guy's confident. But he, to me, borders on uh, cockiness oftentimes. Not a very attractive thing in a candidate, if you ask me, or in a person, for that matter. Um, you know, Joe, it was interesting, too, because the last we really heard of him making news is the fact that he wrote himself, uh, his campaign, a check for a half million dollars, which Nate McMurray was quick to point out recently when he was on the air with us here in the studio. So... Who knows? I mean, does that mean that he's trying to show that he is going to jump into the race or continue to run for that office? Or is it just a ploy to kind of throw people off their game? I'm really curious about why he wrote himself that campaign. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, More to come. What do you think about NY27? And what do you think about State Senator Rob Ort now throwing his hat into the ring? A lot to talk about here on Hardline. Back after this. Little Gap Band, you dropped a bomb on me. Makes me remember, uh, tickets for the world's largest disco are about to go on sale. Oh, Joe, get your fro ready. You know, that's something I've always wanted to do. Put the the fro on? Well, the world's largest disco. If I ever had tickets, then I'd think about what I would wear. But I've always wanted to do it. You know, that's something that people from out of town, they come to Buffalo for. Oh, definitely. They mark their calendar a year ahead of time. Dave Leventhal, who doesn't Mm -hmm. live here anymore, always makes the trip to Buffalo for the world's largest disco. You know, it goes to show you how many signature events we have, Joe. You know, for instance, I know people love going to the Taste of Buffalo every year. And I make sure that I'm not on vacation that weekend because it's my favorite festival. Followed closely by the Greek Festival. There's so many great ones. Um, But yeah, you know, there's these signature events that are such a a quintessential Buffalo thing, like the World's Largest Disco, like the taste, that you just kind of plan ahead and bring people in from outside. So yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So, But we're talking politics right now. Well, all I want to say to that, Brenda, is there's a certain newsman who makes sure he's not off the week of the Taste of of Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Because we have the... uh, Five days of great samples come into uh, 
Oh, it's the preview. Yeah, the preview. Yeah, the preview on the morning show. And let me tell you, there's a certain news guy. He's never off that week. We are talking about NY27. Rob Orr announced his campaign yesterday. And I, I know I said this when we kicked off the show, Brenda, but it's amazing we are talking NY27 a year later. Yeah. Last Isn't year, that the truth? this was the big talk going into the election. And now we are more than a year away. I don't remember a congressional election getting this much attention. And it'll get national attention, too, because of the whole Chris Collins indictment. Um, and the thing that's interesting, too, Joe, that, that Rob Ward had two press conferences, one in Lockport, one in Batavia, which speaks to how large that district is. Uh, as Nate McMurray pointed out when he was on with us, this district is the size of Rhode Island, heavily conservative, you know, pro-Second Amendment. And you would think a lock for the Republicans. But when you have all these Republicans vying for it, you've got Jacobs, you've got Orr, you've got Beth Perlato, and still the wild card, will Chris Collins even run? Yeah, he's been very hush-hush on that. Um, and I think you have a point, Brenda, that he might be using that for uh, play in his court With case. Some leverage, yeah. You know, as he still and, has that seat as of now. And, you know, let's not forget the fact that David Bellavia's name might still be in the mix as well. Um, and Rob Ort's an impressive young man. He was the mayor of North Tonawanda. He's also a veteran, and he uh, he fought in Afghanistan. So the guy's got some chops. He has the perspective of somebody who fought uh, in, you know, what's considered an unpopular war by some, and he came back here and is representing himself very well, I think. Also a graduate of Canisius College. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rob Ward, and, and like you said, there are still names floating out there. David Bellavia, who I think everyone at this station would support. I mean, talk about an all-around great guy, and I think would make a fine politician. Um, I mean, uh, David's, Certainly an ethical guy. David's very likable, and the current holder of NY27, as we said, not so much, and Stefan Mihailu. One whose name came up this time last year, Stefan's name was talked about almost every time you brought up NY27. He hasn't announced or turned away anything think, about NY27. But, you know, Joe, I think the reason you haven't heard Mahailu come out is because he is so close to Chris Collins, and I don't think he wants to appear disloyal to his close friend until he finds out, like the rest of us, what Chris Collins is going to do. Yeah, I, I think the only person who knows right now, and he might not even know, is Chris Collins. And he I, might think not he, even I think he knows. He might not even have an idea. So Rob Ort did have a few comments yesterday talking about Albany in his press conference. This one from the Lockport press conference. Albany, by extension, and New York State is a warning to the rest of the country. We have seen what the democratic socialist agenda is. Higher taxes, open borders, driver's licenses for legal immigrants, unionization of our farms, abortion on demand, more rights for criminals, and more gun control for our law-abiding gun owners. And I do think Rob Ort makes a good point. If you are a Republican and you want to go fight Democrat ideas and policies in Washington, New York's the place to be from, right? I mean, this is a Democrat-run state. They control all houses. They have the governor's, uh, the governor's seat. He, I mean, he, he makes a good point. Hey, this is what's going on nationally. It's already sort of happened here. Right. Well, and I, it'll be interesting to see what Nick Langworthy does with this very important seat 
uh, obviously Langworthy would want to keep it in the Republican hands. He's the newly named state Republican chairman, and uh, it was pretty widely known that Ed Cox really did not have a lot of play in this area. And so Langworthy's got a lot of juice now. How will he handle this? How will he handle this whole thing with Ort, with Collins, with um, Beth Perlato, with Bellavia possibly, and with Chris Jacobs, who certainly has deep pockets as well? Yeah. I mean, I think last year, if you listened to this station, you know my thoughts. I thought Nick Langworthy dropped the ball when it came to NY27. Uh, I thought he handled it pretty poorly uh, because he did have most of the say because Erie County has most of the population of that district. And I was very critical of Nick Lameworthy. He can uh, make up for it now, having that state uh, position within the Republican Party. It, it will be interesting to see what happens. I don't think Rob Wirt's the last name we're going to hear no, into this race. And that doesn't mean Chris Collins, because his name's obviously there. It's just not official yet. The question is, what makes or different? How is he going to stand out? And these other people that he's running against, uh, with the exception of Beth Perlato, who is certainly the least known, the lesser known of the candidates, um, they're all pretty known and have a brand. But what is Rob Ort's brand? I'd like to know what, what our listeners think. Do you even know who Rob Ort is? Did you know his last name? He has two T's, O-R-T-T. I did not, Brenda, because when I was doing <laughs> prep this morning, um, I had to Google it just to find out that I was spelling it wrong to get all my articles. <laughs> uh, Rochester is always represented by John, a great caller, Joe. That's right. John in Rochester, by the way, I have to, I have to remind people, was the first, first caller, caller to my first show. John in Rochester, good morning. I'm a trendsetter, guys. That's right. <laughs> hey, are you running for New York 27 too, John? Well, I, I would if I was in the district. But anyway, <laughs> Ort, Ort is an excellent candidate. I'll, I'll tell you, I've, I've talked to Ort personally. I've uh, talked to him on your show, I think, over the, year, over the years. And I've m- met with him face-to-face, as I had with Chris Jacobs. And uh, uh, when... Uh, uh, I was with a small business group that I met with Chris uh, a couple times in Albany, and I'll tell you what a what a uh, uh, category of candidates they've got. Uh, they got Ort, Jacobs. Uh, I think Mohila will get in very shortly, and then you, then you guys are mentioning Dave Velavia. Right. The, the thing that concerns me a little bit is that I think Ort and Mohila, and maybe even Velavia, if they run. Uh, this could put Jacobs in because I think Jacobs is more cons- uh, less conservative than those three, and they could knock each other off, and Jacobs could win by default. But uh, they're all four good candidates. And or I'll tell you, I'm really impressed with this guy. Uh, talk about an energy the uh, energy uh, uh, bunny. This this kid, when I call him a kid, he's a kid to me. Uh, he's 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 got charisma. He's got. He's quick on his feet as far as uh, how he speaks, when he speaks. He's very, very definitive, and uh, his 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 uh, stances on various issues. And I'll tell you, he took on Eric Snyderman in the Southern District of New York in that bogus uh, criminal uh, uh, charge that he faced. I think him and his wife. It was trumped up. I didn't mean that uh, literally, but. <laughs> No pun intended, huh? Homer, Homer job. Yeah, and he uh, he came out of that pretty much unscathed. So, um, yeah, you're right. What do you think separates him from the pack, though? Do you think it's his youthfulness? Is it his uh, veteran status, uh, John? What do you think makes makes Ord a little different? 
Well, I think uh, it's going to be hard to differentiate him from uh, Mahailu, I think. Uh, they're both charismatic and very well-spoken. Uh, they're great public speakers. I think what will, what will uh, differentiate the two will be Ort's uh, military uh, service. Uh, that's a big issue, I think, and it'll be a big plus for him. So I think on that basis, that uh, makes him stand out uh, definitely from a high loot. Now, uh, Dave Velavia, of course, the military hero, et cetera, but uh, Ort, is a, Ort has actually been a mayor of North Tonawanda. He's a state senator now, and he's a very impressive young man. I, I think uh, this, whether it happens this time or next time, he's definitely going to be a, a a congressman from the 27th, no doubt about it. Well, I think he's really establishing his brand a little bit, too. Uh, and if he doesn't win this time, you know, who's who's to say he won't run again? He certainly has many years ahead of him, I would think. But uh, I think Jacobs at this point, and it's certainly early, is the front runner. Just by name recognition, he got out there, he announced in May uh, his desire to seek this uh, this seat. And uh, I don't think Beth Parlato will be a player at this point. I just don't think she has enough name recognition. Well, Chris Jacobs, he's very level-headed, and I think his only negative, I think, is he doesn't have the charisma of Mahailu and uh, Ord and even Belvedere, and I think that that could hurt him. Especially in such a crowded field. Exactly, exactly. And I'll I'll tell you, uh, we need somebody like... Uh, or, or Mahilu, they're, they're no, and Bellavia, they're very conservative. I think that's what we need right now to face this onslaught. Jacobs, not as much. I think there was an issue with Jacobs earlier, uh, a month or two ago, where Jake, it was, he was questioned about his uh, support of Trump. Uh, and he, he denies that he didn't support Trump, that he is a supporter of Trump. But that's not clear cut, I think, to the voters right now. I forgot all about that, John. That's correct. That is something to look into. Uh, John, you have a great weekend. You too, guys. Go. Oh, always fun having you on, John. Thank Thanks, you. John. I still do think I, I forgot all about that, which is bad as a co-host of Hardline. Uh, but that did happen where he was questioned on his support of the president. Uh, he denies that he never that he didn't support him at one time. I do think, though, he supports him now. And this is a very Trump-heavy congressional district. Um, but that'll be that'll be interesting to see how it plays out with the other candidates who have been pro-Trump from the beginning. It would be very difficult to not be pro-Trump if you're an NY27 running for the you know Republican seat here. But I mean, back to my uh, my initial my original point. No matter who gets the nod, if it's not Chris Collins, it's pretty much game over for Nate McMurray. And I'd like to know other people's thoughts on that. Yeah, right? you know, I mean, probably so, Joe, at this point. Because, because it seems like Nate's putting all his eggs in the Chris Collins will win the primary basket. And I think that's, right now, a long shot, really. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know if anyone thinks I'm wrong. Can, can Nate McMurray come close again if it's not Chris Collins? I don't think so. Well, especially since he flip-flopped on the impeachment question. Yes. Not only did he flip-flop, Brenda, he then had a rally about impeaching the president. I mean, talk about a 180. But but he did explain why, Joe. And, and, you know, to his credit, he came in here and he talked about it and he explained why. Whether you agree or not is another question. But he certainly came in and made his case for why he changed his mind on that. 803-0930, our text board is also available to you. Just sim- simply punch in 3930. 3930, we'll be back with Edwina and Kevin after this. 
All right. Nice little disco feel, Joe. Yeah. Speaking of the world's largest disco. That's right. We need a disco ball here in the studio. <laughs> Only if you wear a white suit. Oh, I would. <laughs> I would. If, if we... Last year, Black Friday, I did a show about the world's largest disco, asking people like what the draw was. And one of our one of my favorite weekday callers, Dan in West Seneca, yes. talked about going to clubs where they had the light light up dance floor, yeah, whatever they call it. I remember those, sure. He goes, There's a place here that still has one. They don't use it much, but they have the the old nineteen seventy style floor. I don't know. What is it? Where is the place? I forgot. Ah, okay. I know, that would have made the story better, right? <laughs> now, before we get back, I had a clip to play that I should have played for Nate McMurray last week when he said the, the one reason he flipped on impeachment, and, and, uh, and I think this is exactly what Democrats are doing. They are pointing to the Mueller report. The Mueller report didn't say anything when it comes to impeachment. Not one thing. No matter what the Mueller report said, they were going to start this impeachment talk of the president. That's all they needed, was that this thing just be done. But remember this from the testimony. A very important 17 seconds that I think Nate McMurray either forgot about or hasn't seen yet. This is when impeachment should have been off the table. The investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired with the Russian government in its election interference activities. At any time of the investigation, was your investigation curtailed or, curtailed or stopped or hindered? No. All right, that's it. No impeachment in my book. 803-0930, we are talking about NY27, however. Yes, and Rob Ort declaring yesterday. That's right, Rob Ort's in. So right now, of declared candidates, on the right you have Chris Jacobs, Rob Ort, and... Beth Perlato. And then on the left... Nate McMurray. And I think after his impressive run in 2018, he will be the Democrat nominee. I think uh, Nate McMurray, with less money this time, I think that's a, a but, foregone but more conclusion. more name recognition. But more, um, yes, more <laughs> name recognition. 803-0930, Edwina in Newfane's been hanging on. Edwina, good morning. Morning. And thank you for taking my call. I am a voter in the 27th Congressional District, and I will never vote for Robert Ort because of the following. Number one, he may be have adjudicated, been, had been adjudicated from the charges of election law violation that he was brought up with. In other words, uh, paying from his committees, the Republican committee, paying money from them to give to his wife for a no-show job. And I cite, for example, he may have been adjudicated, but if you read in the newspaper the notes that were given by the judge, quote, where the judge had stated that he was full, that the judge had evidence that he was fully aware of the scheme. Now, why would you want a person that carries that kind of baggage when you have perfectly good candidates that don't have any baggage? That's my feelings on the 27th Congressional District. And also, there were newspaper articles in the Buffalo Evening News on the editorial page that said that Senator Ort owed his constituency some answers to some questions that weren't answered. No, 
I would never give him my vote. And and also, I don't feel that he's the brightest light bulb in the pack that's running for office. So, Edwina, given what you know about him, why do you think Ord is putting himself out there? Because you know that issue will come to the, uh, you know... Sure. Well, he's putting himself up there. If you just take a look at Albany, I mean, he's in the minority now in Albany. And since he's so greedy for money, that's what that whole issue was about, what he was charged with. He had one job... And then the other party boys from uh, Niagara County, uh, the rest of them, Watasik and the whole crew, they con- they conjured up this whole plan on how he could get paid an extra four thousand dollars to go over to the other job, and this this scheme was planted around. I think he's horrible. But he was. The charges were dismissed. We have to point that out. They, I agree. He was adjudicated. But remember, in the paper, it's stated that the judge himself, and it's quoted right in the newspaper, that there was evidence that Mr. Ort was well aware of the scheme. And like I said, we have a lot of candidates that are running that are very good without the baggage. And I can't understand why the chairman would even consider this. He has the right to apply. He has the right. And then another thing. He constantly cites his military service. He wraps himself around the flag. Wonderful that he gave this service, and I admire any veteran, but not to the point where you think you can be excused from something and use your, and use your status as, as, a, as a declared veteran. I, I think it's horrible. I would never vote for this man. I'm sorry. I have very strong feelings about it. And so do a lot of other people that live in the 27th Congressional right. District. Edwina, with that said, very quick here because we're up against a break. With that said, who do you favor right now of the declared candidates? I don't know who all the candidates are going to be. Let's put it that way. It's, it's still close yet. It's still open. All right, Edwina, sounds great. We'll keep the calls coming. Have a great weekend. That's Edwina in Newfane. When we come back, we'll continue with the calls. Sorry, Mr. Alan Harris, we took a little long here. Take as much time as you need. All-Star Closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.